Zelensky was here yesterday, and that brings me to my next guest who does an Really an amazing show. It's a terrific show every weeknight here on ABC, the other side of midnight. He's on with me now at least once a week because I love him. It's uh, Frank Morano. Frank, good morning, pal. How are you? I am doing great, Sid. Merry Christmas to you. And uh, I honestly, one of the things that uh, I'm most grateful for this year, sincerely, is uh, the opportunity that uh, we've gotten to know one another uh, a bit better and work with one another a bit closer. And uh, that's one of the great joys that I'm grateful for. I uh, feel the same exact way, seriously. Danielle loves you. Rachel, little Carmine, you were kind enough to come out to my son's softball game, one of about 15 people. We don't forget stuff like that. And you have become a great friend and you're a tremendous talent. So thank you for all those kind words, Frank. Let's get to uh, Zelensky. He was here yesterday, and here we go again. Another, what, $2 billion to the Ukraine Patriot missiles. I've got a big heart. You know that, Frank. I don't want to see people get killed as they are in Ukraine innocently by the psycho that is Vladimir Putin and Russia. But when is this going to stop? We need money here. Uh, well, I mean, look, that what you just said, what you just articulated, I think, is my fundamental problem with our whole Ukraine policy. I thought Zelensky gave a well-delivered speech, albeit, although I think the line of the day was Tucker Carlson, who said this has got to be the first time anyone's ever addressed a joint session of Congress wearing a sweatshirt. He looked more <laughs> like the manager of a strip club than uh, a you know, you know, he looked like You know, he looked like a football coach. He really yeah, did. Uh, he was wearing like a green shirt. He could have been coaching the Jets. Exactly. You know, again, the guy's country is under siege. I don't want to be too tough on him. But when he was playing a president on TV, he had no problem finding a uh, a suit and tie. But, yeah, I mean, we've we've already given a hundred billion dollars uh, to the Ukrainians. And keep in mind what we say, w where that money is actually going when we say we're giving money to the Ukrainians. We're giving money to military defense contractors, Raytheon, Boeing, Lockheed, Martin, Northrop Grumman. So while the stock market has had a rough year year this year, the one group of stocks that has not had any rough year at all are the military defense contractors. And I think it goes to show what Eisenhower said in his farewell address was right on the money, which is you have to watch uh, against the influence of the military industrial complex, uh, uh, the military industrial, con um, you know, uh, construct. And I think uh, complex, excuse me. And I think that's what you're seeing here. The influence that these groups have, they spend millions on direct campaign contributions, tens of millions on lobbying members of Congress and members of Congress, Democrats, and Republican alike reward them with this endless spigot of money, uh, which is not benefiting a single American. We have, I've got a one-year-old, as you mentioned, we're seeing in drugstores, if you go to CVS, you can't buy children's Tylenol. We can't, we, you can't buy children's Motrin. A hundred billion dollars is an enormous amount of money, a big chunk of which we're no doubt going to be borrowing from China. If uh, you look at Russia's entire military budget, their entire military budget is about $60 billion. So in one year, less than a year, 10 months, we have spent almost double the entirety of Russia's military budget. It's just crazy. What are we getting for all this? At some point, Ukraine is going to have to do this on their own. Couldn't have said it any better, Frank Morano, right there. All right. So listen, Frank, uh, on Election Day here in New York, we flipped Four congressional seats. It was a big deal. Mark Molinaro winning in upstate New York. My friend Mike Lawler getting the win in Rockland County. Another good buddy of mine and Peter King's Anthony Diaz-Pazito winning on Long Island. And finally, George Santos, who we thought won four years ago. In fact, me and Bernie brought him on to congratulate him. It turned out he did not win. This time he did win. 
Two or years ago, he? yes. Right, or did he? What is the uh, latest with George Santos? Well, he definitely won the election. Even the fellow that he beat, Robert Zimmerman, is not uh, is not raising any claims about the election being rigged or anything like that. However, even though he won the election, uh, there are some real concerns about his biography. Evidently, he has lied about just about everything. He claimed to have graduated from Baruch and have attend- and had attended NYU. Baruch is saying they have no record of him graduating there. NYU is saying they have no record of him attending there. He apparently was involved in some check fraud in Brazil, which he evidently admitted to. He claimed to have worked for Citigroup and uh, have worked for um, Goldman Sachs. Both of those companies say he never worked there. Oh, and now the latest <laughs> is uh, he said he, he, he apparently looks like he lied about his grandparents fleeing anti-Jewish persecution during World War II. At the rate that we're going, at the rate that George's oh lies are being exposed, we, you know, during the campaign, he was touting the fact that he was an openly gay Republican. I wouldn't be surprised if he lied about being gay. Well, I guess the, the real concern is if he lied about all of these things, Frank, he may be lying about money, right? Campaign contributions, where that money went. Is that the biggest concern right about now? So it depends on who's doing the concerning, right? The Democrats are champing at the bit. They don't want him seated. The uh, state Democratic Party chairman, Jay Jacobs, and uh, Brooklyn Congressman Hakeem Jeffries, who's now the top Democrat in Washington, they are raising some serious concerns about this. They want him maybe expelled or to resign before he takes office because they think if that happens that they have a chance, the Democrats, of winning this seat back. The Republicans don't want that to happen, obviously. So um the question is, why did he make up all these lies? Now, he lent his campaign last year or this year $700,000. Now, the question is, if he didn't have any of these high-paying jobs or any of this real estate portfolio that he claimed to have, where did he get this $700,000 from? So there's definitely going to be a House Ethics Commission, uh, House Ethics Committee complaint, and it wouldn't surprise me to see uh, some investigations into his finances on the part of the Department of Justice. But unfortunately, this is what happens when you have so little local media. We have no local journalism to speak of, with the notable exception of WABC, in this country, in this state, and uh, out on Long Island. And there was nobody vetting this guy, except for a couple of tiny media outlets out on Long Island. And I think if voters knew about I think if the Republicans knew about this at the time that he became a candidate uh, this year, they might have nominated somebody else. That's fair. They probably would. Two minutes to go, Frank. Uh, we're getting ready to shut down 2022, usher in 2023 in less than two weeks. And, of course, everybody's looking forward to the 2024 presidential election. But there are some races we should keep an eye on as early as early next year. What are some of those, Frank? It's interesting. Uh, both of them are on the islands. One is in uh, one is in Long Island. One is in Staten Island. And there's a couple of competitive city council er- uh, areas as well. But out on Long Island, the race that I think could be a real pickup for the Republicans and is certainly going to be very competitive is the race for Suffolk County Executive. Uh, the uh, the 
current Suffolk County Executive Steve Ballone is term limited. So this is going to be an open seat in a community that has become increasingly red. There's a Democrat running who's raised over a million dollars. I don't think there's a major Republican uh, running yet. So uh, I've said that I think this is a seat that's tailor-made for Lee Zeldin. He won overwhelmingly there. If not Lee Zeldin, I could easily see Steve Levy, uh, who's the former Suffolk County executive, making a run as a Republican. But that's going to be very competitive. Uh, Whomever the Republicans run, that's going to be tight. And in my home borough of uh, Staten Island, the race for Staten Island DA in a community that has become increasingly Republican, that could be tight. The incumbent, Mike McMahon, is a Democrat. He's popular, does a great job. I might end up voting for him. But if the Republicans run a serious candidate there against McMahon, they can absolutely win that seat uh, next year. And you also have a handful of competitive city council district, uh, city council races in Brooklyn. There's this newly created Asian district where uh, the Republicans could pick that up. If Lester Chang is prohibited from taking his assembly seat, he could easily run there and win. If not, I can see the Republicans maybe running another Asian candidate there and winning. And this kind of clash of the titans between Democrat Justin Brannon and newly uh, Republican Councilman Ari Kagan, that's going to be very competitive as well. So we'll see where that goes. I just passed Ari Kagan's office on the way to Anthony and the garage. My buddy Tommy bought a bunch of jackets and pants on Saturday. I had no idea that Ari Kagan's office was there. But, of course, you know that I'm endorsing Mike Ragusa, not Ari Kagan, certainly not Justin Brennan, who I've known for over 20 years. Mike Ragusa is the guy I want you and Inna Vernikov and Joe Borelli. All you big shots need to endorse Ragusa, not Ari Kagan, who flipped like, a, uh, you know, like an acrobat just a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Well, look, if you're talking, I'm watching a lot of Sesame Street with Carmine, so you might remember the which one of these doesn't belong here. On the names that you just listed of those heavy hitters, I'm the one that doesn't belong there. So nobody cares who I'm backing in that seat. But I I know Justin a long time. I like Justin. Uh, I don't know Ari Kagan at all. But uh, Mike Ragusa is an energetic guy, and he certainly is going to give Ari Kagan the fight of his life in a a primary. Uh, So I don't know where that uh, that race goes, but I think Justin's going to be tough to be in in their general, no matter if it's Ari Kagan or Mike Ragusa. Fair we'll enough. What happens. Uh, listen, Frank, uh, thank you so much for hopping on today, for hopping on as often as you do. You really are great. Your show is terrific. You're fantastic. Here, the happiest of holidays to your lovely wife, Rachel, your one-year-old son, Carmine. You're a great talent and an even better guy. So, merry, happy, all those good things. I'll see you in 2023. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah, Sid. Congratulations on the incredible ratings that this show has had uh, under your leadership. I love when you include the uh, personal elements. I love when you do a lot of this non-political stuff. And uh, for the chorus of critics online, uh, the more they loudly uh, decry what you're doing, that's how you know you're doing the right thing, in my view. (laughs) I love you, bro. Thank you so much. Take it easy, my friend. All right. Once again, no, I love you back from Frank. That's two times in a row now. One time on Iron Eagle said to me when I said I love you, he said, hmm, I'm fond of you, but love is probably a very strong word. That was Iron Eagle. Well, he's an honest person. <laughs> yeah, gotta, you got to admire the candor. Do you love me? Do I? Yes, I do. You, do, you probably tell too many people you love them. Yeah, yeah but like, I don't know why have, people just don't say it back. Just say it back. Just say it back. I, I don't do that. I never do that. Why, just say why it is back. That? Why? What's the problem? Because love is too strong. It's not, though. It doesn't have to be. I hop on your radio show one time. I'm not going to tell you I love you. It's not what's He's been on my show what a million what, times. What, what, what's wrong with what you? I meet, what did I meet, Frank Morano yesterday? No, I, all right. Frank's a different example. Frank's yeah. is heartless. Maybe but, Judge Napolitano, you're saying. is yes. a bit much, yeah. 
But you I, love I, him. I noticed that Bill O'Reilly never says it back either. He never does? He goes, uh, but he does love you, me. Sid. Let me tell you something. We go to Nick games together, Met games together. He loves Danielle. He loves you. He's given a huge donation to the charity for Gabriel. I get a Christmas gift every year from Bill O'Reilly. He does love it. me. But he hasn't said it. Because he's like that Irish thing. No, it doesn't, uh, make, it doesn't make you a tough he's guy. You can't say I love you. You know, Bernie, God rest his soul, him and his father never told each other they loved each other. Now, Bernie told me he loved me all the time, on the air, off the air. He sent me more emojis than Danielle. But that's an Irish thing. Irish people are weird like that. I don't know why. 